Welcome to the Reflecting Him podcast, where we dive deep into discussing what it's like to live a bold and spirit-filled Christian life. We are your hosts, Casey Slack and Brian Murphy. We really hope you enjoyed this week's episode, and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Thank you so much. Welcome, everyone, to the podcast. This is the Reflecting Him podcast. My name is Brian. And I'm Casey. So guys, don't forget to like and share this uh, episode. Today is going to be a little different episode. We're going to be talking about mentorship and community. This is a really important topic to talk about, but it's a really dear topic to both Casey's and my heart. Um, And if you guys love this podcast, please, especially if you're listening on audio platforms such as Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Even on our Facebook page, you can listen to podcasts, but please don't hesitate to leave a review. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know how this podcast has impacted your life. And again, make sure to share this podcast with someone you know so that they can be blessed as well. Amen? Amen. All right, guys, let's dive into today's topic. Awesome. So like Brian said, this topic is on mentorship and community. Um, So the first question that we have, now it's going to be a little bit of a Q&A, so we have we have came up with questions um, so that we can then answer that we feel like are in a very concise way, in a very concise way to really address the importance of mentorship and community, especially when it comes to godly mentorship and yes, community. Absolutely. And so the first question that we're going to address is why is mentorship important? So as we know, Brian and I, but also... For those who don't know, Jesus Christ was an amazing mentor to the 12 disciples. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to why is mentorship important, it's because it allows people to grow into their full potential. Mm -hmm. There are often times where you hear from really successful people that they wish that they had a mentor to be able to accelerate certain aspects of Mm -hmm. their life. Now, did they learn them by themselves? Yes. But when you have a mentorship, it's like having a master mechanic for your car. Mm. So I myself am not extremely mechanically inclined. But if I have a friend, if I have a mentor who is, for one, my car is going to get fixed a lot faster. And for two, I'm learning from someone I trust as well. And that's kind of how mentorship works. But why is mentorship important? It excels things, but it also allows you to grow into your full potential. That's good. Is there anything you'd like to add to that? Yeah, I really love um, why mentorship is so important in my life. Because if it wasn't for a mentor in multiple areas, like in multiple areas of my life, I wouldn't be where I am today. Mm. Um, again, I, I love how you say that mentorship accelerates certain aspects of, of someone's life. You know, um, if you are struggling in a certain area, I really encourage you, we really encourage you to seek a mentor in that specific area. There's a mentor for every, pretty much every area of life. Um, and if you can get someone, even if it's a friend, a mentor can be a friend. Casey, right here, <laughs> is not only my best friend, but he's one of my mentors. He's a mentorship in the area of discipling, in the area of leadership, um, especially when it comes to my home group, my small group, which we're going to be getting into a little bit later in this episode. Um, But that was an area that I struggled in. And so um, I sought mentorship in him and he has really accelerated that part in my life when it comes to leadership. So if there is an area that you struggle in, 
it is really encouraged that you find a mentor that is keen to that area of your life. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So going into question number two, should I have more than one mentor? Mm -hmm. Yes. Absolutely. So when it comes to mentorship, so mentors are man, right? There's only one man who was also God in the flesh who lived a perfect life. Mm. Now, I'm not saying that your mentorship is going to fail, but they have the ability to fail. Mm. Um, so when you have more than one mentor, it does not, it does not take you away from or discourage you if something happens, right? So for example, like what Brian said, I am his mentor when it comes to life group. Mm -hmm. And so let's say that, um, that something happens and I am no longer able to, to then provide Brian good mentorship. Yeah. And so with that, um, if he didn't have other mentors, then he would be left alone. And so even though other mentors may be in different areas, there can be an overlap as well. Yes. Absolutely. Um, so for myself, I have quite a few different mentors. Um, so I have Pastor Ricard and a couple of our other pastors when it comes to deliverance ministry. Mm. Um, I have Pastor Vlad as my lead um, pastor, but also being a part of the pastoral team, he is our mentor to every single other pastor. Mm. Um, and so those are just a couple different, a couple of different mentors in my life. And so no matter what position you hold, you should always have the humility mm. to be able to learn from someone else. Yes. And so there is extreme importance with mentorship and having more than one mentor because it then allows you to grow in an equal manner rather than in accelerate in one area but lack a lot in a different area. Right. And so there's a there's a, a well-roundedness, if, yeah. if that's a word, a well-roundedness. No, um, when it comes to having more than one mentor. Yeah, absolutely. If you guys feel that it is um, that it's a negative thing to have over overlapping mentorship in a certain area, don't worry about it because it again, it goes back to um, just the general idea of having more than one mentor in anything is good. There's a, a verse in Proverbs, a proverb that says that there is wisdom in great counsel. There's wisdom in counsel. That means more than one person. And so if you can get a group of solid people, both men and women in your life, guys, don't be ashamed to have a mentor in your life that is also female in a certain area because they can add certain wisdom that maybe a man can't, especially in the area of relationships. But, um, Gra uh, you know, grab a hold of people in your life that will add value to your life and add and multiply you in those areas. Come yeah. on. And so our third question when it comes to mentorship, how can you step into a role of mentorship? Mm. When you are listening to this, you say, Casey, Brian, now I have been mentored for quite a long time, but I feel like God is putting me in a place of leadership mm. and of mentorship. So I'll just share my experience. I've had the opportunity to be a mentor, not only to uh, my, my life group, mm. life group leaders, but also for discipleship interns at Hungry Gen. Mm. And so a couple different roles of mentorship. And the advice that I can give you is do not have pride when it comes to mentorship. Mm. Have the, and, and, this is where you have to start with it, right? Mm. You need to submit to 
to even stepping into a mentorship role and submit it that even though that even though you're in a place of mentorship, your mentee can still speak life into you as well. Oh, that's good. And that shows true submission and that tr- shows true leadership. Absolutely. And so when it comes to mentorship, how can you step into a role? So it's submitting and surrendering to always have the mindset that you can learn from someone, mm. even those who you're mentoring. But also I want to touch on your own life, having those dangerous prayers of asking the Lord to continue to take away anything that's hindering your walk with him. Mm. And that is extremely important when it comes to mentorship, because as a mentor, you need to be an example. If you can't be an example of how Jesus Christ lived, not perfect, but still Mm. an example, then you should not be in a place of mentorship. Mm. You should not be in a place of leadership. Excuse me. Because if you do not, if you aren't in that mindset of wanting to be an example, then I would have to ask, do you feel like in this season of your life that you're walking with integrity? Mm. Because if you cannot see yourself as an example that that Jesus Christ within you and that is evident, mm. are you walking in integrity? Mm. That's good. And then there's the other question. If you feel like you're not walking in integrity, what's keeping you from walking in integrity? Yeah. Is it pride mm. going after the title when you have some secret sin operating in your life? Mm. So good. And so, yes, those are a couple different things when it comes to how to step into a role of mentorship, but it starts with the refining process and always having the mindset that you can learn from someone. Um, at Hungry Gen, we have this, uh, we have kind of like a path track that we do when it comes to discipleship. You know, first someone comes to the church and they give their life, their salvation, and then they go through a growth track or they go through life class. Yeah, it's called Guest Lunch now, yeah. um, but all the same thing. It's it's a path to get to me- membership as well as how to get plugged in. Exactly. And then as they, they go into now a, a lifestyle of discipleship, and then we equip them to be mentors and, and ministers as well. When how this how this kind of this subject of mentorship and community ties into our previous episode actually is that just as you were talking about, um, do you have the integrity? Do you know what your identity is in Christ to be able to go into that um, mentorship role, that leadership role? If you don't know your true identity in Christ, it will be really hard and it will be tough. A lot of t- a lot of a lot more times than not um, to be the leader that God has called you to be to someone. Yeah, I just wanted to add that. Amen. Yeah. You know, when it comes to the overall aspect of mentorship, it's the willingness to go forth and to have that mindset that you do have the ability Mm. to pour into others. Because mentorship, there are times to where you may be pouring into others the more you're getting poured into. Mm. But... When you look at your life and when you ask yourself, am I ready to step into a role of mentorship? You should also ask yourself, what does my personal relationship with Jesus look like in this season? Yeah, it's all good. Because if you continue to get filled up by Jesus, you'll be continued to lead and mentor out of a place of overflow yes rather than out of an empty cup so good and your mentees deserve to be poured into out of a place of overflow rather than out of an empty cup right if you feel squeezed 
like like wrung out like a wet towel when you're <laughs> when you're pouring into your mentees, then take a step back. Um, you know, don't stop mentoring or don't stop leading, but definitely take that intentional time to seek the Lord and to dive into the word, do whatever it takes um, by the Holy Spirit's leading to really fill yourself back up again. Because um, otherwise it's going to kind of have a ripple effect in your life as far as different consequences go. Um, is that all we have on mentorship for so yep, far? Yeah, that okay. is all. Let's dive into the topic of community. Now, why um, we had the idea of uh, kind of uh, um, comparing and and contrasting and and uh, relating these two topics is because when you are in a place of mentorship, you can better affect the community around you. And it's not just you stepping out into community like you know you're like your neighbors or or just your community, but your community is also the circles that you have in your life, your family, your friends, um, your coworkers even. That is a part of your community. Um, and so the couple questions we have for, um, for the topic of community is, first of all, why is community important? Uh, I personally think that community is important because Jesus... What did he do? He said, what did he command us to do? He says, go out into all the world and make disciples. And what does that look like? We, well, we talked about that in um, a couple episodes ago when we talked about the Great Commission. Um, I believe that the Great Commission and community ties hand in hand together. Uh, so what is what is um, operating in the community look like? It means going out and setting the example of Jesus, of reflecting Jesus into the lives of others. And what does that look like as far as helping the community? It means helping someone get their groceries. It means feeding the homeless. It means uh, offering shelter to the homeless. It means, um, you know, if a friend reaches out to you um, asking for, you know, a ride, go and do that. It means um, picking up the new guy for life group and making sure that he gets to your house for life group so he can, you know, um, that he, so he can be fed and he can be mentored there. Um, one of the new things that Hungry Gen has uh, incorporated into our ministry is uh, our new outreach ministry. And what it is is that our interns are going out into the neighborhood around us and they're asking uh, what day to day needs that our community needs and then fulfilling those. Again, just reflecting Jesus because what did re- what did Jesus do? He went out to the, into the community. He found who needed to be healed and he healed them. He found who needed to be delivered and delivered them. But not only that, but he taught people how to become fishers of men. He taught people how to go and and feed the hungry and to and to cleanse lepers and to do all these things um, so that the community can become whole and that it can better uh, um, set an example of what the body of Christ really should do. Amen. All right. Just to add a little bit onto that, you know, when we have, when we look at the scripture and it talks about the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. Mm. Now, I'm sure a lot of us have went and traveled by a farm or a field, and there's something that you always see. You always see people working together. Yeah. You know, the emphasis is the laborers are few. But it's plural, right? Laborers mm-hmm. working together for the harvest. Yeah. And that's what community is. It's about building up the body of Christ so that you may go in and and as the body of Christ move in power and move in integrity and move in leadership because there's an open door to accountability. Amen. Amen. So good. Um, our second question when it comes to community is, 
what does community look like outside the four walls of the church? I kind of already touched on that. Um, but um, do you have any other examples of what that may look like? Yeah. So a big emphasis that we are doing when it comes to hungry gen specifically. So we reducing, we are reducing our Sunday services just a tad bit from two, two and a half hours. It's going to be about an hour and a half. But with that comes the emphasis of living life for Jesus outside of the four walls of the mm. church, which is power evangelism on Sundays, mm. which is life groups usually held on Tuesdays, mm -hmm. which is tribe meetings, which is leadership meetings. Yep. Um, you also have what Brian already talked about, the community outreach as well. Uh, on top of the community outreach, we have just established a community garden. Mm. And so when it comes to opportunities and expanding community outside of the far wa four walls of the church, those are a couple examples. We also have we also have Wednesdays online services at 10 a.m. to where you can tune in at any different time. Mm -hmm. We have Thursday night Vlad streams. We have Friday fire. We have all of these different things that allow you to stay connected to the body of Christ without being in the four walls of the church. Still mm -hmm. getting poured into, still having the opportunity to pour into others, but almost every single day of the week. And so those are a couple different examples of what it looks like outside the four walls of the church. Yeah, I have, um, I think community, when it comes to Christian community, can be broken down into two categories. One is uh, under the idea that God is not supposed to be just experienced within the four walls of the church. He's supposed to be experienced outside of it too. So whatever you're doing for the community, make sure it is um, exemplifying your walk with God and that the people that you surround yourself with or the people that you are impacting are uh, being impacted in a godly way. Mm. The second uh, category is fellowship. So this is where the topic of small groups come into play. So Casey leads a small group, uh, which actually is not really small anymore. It started <laughs> out small, but you know, I think the most you've had is like 20 people. Yeah, 22. <laughs> but um, you know, here, here I am I'm also leading a home group as well under his mentorship and leadership. And currently I have I have two or three, you know, but it's, it's gonna be growing eventually in Jesus name Come on. Um, but no matter the size whether it's small or big a community can impact larger amounts of people and so that starts with fellowship so every Tuesday mine is now on Wednesdays but um, during throughout the week our church has over 50 life group leaders that meet every single week um, to gather together their friends family neighbors uh, co-workers even uh, in their homes to have food, to have fellowship, prayer, intercession, breakthrough, healing, deliverance, you name it. Um, and what that does is it brings the community together and it allows the church to, the, the, like the big idea of church, break it into smaller pieces to be able to easily feed the community with the word of God and with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Um, and so small groups are really important when it comes to church growth, but it's also very important when it comes to community health. I really believe that small groups impact the community in more ways than one. And the more small groups we have activated, the more our community can be reached and impacted in the, in the name of Jesus. Come on. That's so good. One thing that I want to add when it comes to small groups is it's an amazing opportunity to 
to come against isolation. Mm, so good. Uh, when it comes to isolation, so this is talking from experience that when I first graduated from college, which where I had an amazing community, mm. I did not have that yet when I moved back to Tri-Cities. Mm. And then I had a job that caused me to travel and how the enemy attacked me was to go deeper and deeper into isolation. Mm. And it got so bad to where I didn't even know where to start when it mm. came to community. But now, as you've heard, I lead a small group and I oversee other small groups. And through that opportunity, isolation is not anything that I have to struggle with anymore. Mm, But if you're struggling, struggling with isolation, I really encourage you to find a life group, to find a small group. Now, you may be in a different country where... You might not have the opportunity to meet in person. Mm-hmm. We have news for you. We have Come great on. news for you. We have virtual life groups, virtual yes. small groups that if you have, if you're watching this, whether if it's on your phone or a laptop or whatever, you can do the same and you can plug into one of our virtual life groups to be able to build that community to kick the devil in the face when it comes to isolation. Amen. Guys, the link to that will be in the description below um, and as well as on, on our audio podcast. But it's uh, www.hungrygen.com slash groups. And with that, you can sign up for either in-person groups if you're local or, again, virtual groups if you're um, outside the United States um, or outside Washington. Um, guys, I hope that you are blessed by this. Um we are so excited um, for next week. Next week is going to be our second live stream of the month. And you know what that means? Breakthrough event. So what that's going to look like is we're going to set up a Zoom link and you guys have the opportunity to come on to our broadcast and be able to um, receive ministry, receive um Uh, prayer for anything that you're going through. So guys, uh, we'll be sending out some posts on our Facebook page with more information about that. So go ahead and uh, uh, subscribe to our channel, but also follow us on Facebook for those updates, facebook.com slash reflecting him. Guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you guys were blessed by this. If you were, like this episode, share with your friends. We will see you guys next week. Again, I'm Brian. And I'm Casey. And this is Reflecting Him Podcast. See you guys next week. God bless. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed this content and that it touched you in some way. Please leave a review. All feedback is good feedback. And we will see you next week.